be a long sermon. I'm just going to hopefully just equip you guys with something. Uh, kids, thank you. That was awesome. Um, it's cool to see you guys. You, thank you. Um, it's, it's encouraging to me to see you guys just worship um, with authentic hearts. Um, so actually, this is kind of a, an interesting slash special kind of day for me. Today actually marks one year that I've been um, a slave, I mean um, an intern here at Solid Rock. So I remember last year I got to listen to um, Josh preach on spiritual warfare. So that was, that was a blessing. So I actually have to go to my other job in like 20 minutes. So this is going to be kind of short. Um, but if you have your Bibles, go to Second Chronicles chapter 20. And if you're like me, if you get the first and second Chronicles and uh, first and second Corinthians mixed up, Chronicles is in the Old Testament. So second Chronicles chapter 20. So here's what I'm going to um, do today. We're going to be talking about fear. Um, and I'm going to give you guys um, an eight point battle plan. So if you like to take notes or if you have a phone, um, I would encourage you to um, take these principles, write these down. And as you um, as believers um, walk in faith each day and as you pursue holiness, I pray that you would use these principles. These are actually eight things that I've had to use just in my time here. And we'll get to that. But we're going to be looking at the life of Jehoshaphat. Um, I'm actually trying to get Allie, who I'm going to be married in a couple weeks, to name our first child that. Uh, but she's not going for it. Um, I think it's a cool name, uh, Jehoshaphat. Um, so we're going to be looking at uh, a little bit of um, Jehoshaphat's life. Now, Jehoshaphat, he was the fourth king of Judah. And at this point, the, the kingdom has been divided. We have Israel and we have Judah. And Jehoshaphat was the fourth king. Um, and he was um, the son of King Asa, uh, who um, was the king before him. Now, King Asa, his father, was a good king. Started off his first ten years of ruling was a good king, followed the Lord, but then in his later years kind of declined from that. Now his son, Jehoshaphat, um, comes in behind him, who's a good king, makes mistakes along the way, but always throughout his life is encouraging the people of Israel, encouraging the people of Judah to um, pursue the Lord and worship and worship him only. All right, so we're gonna, like I said, we're going to be talking about fear. Now guys, don't check out. I know as, as men, we're, we tend to, oh, I'm a man, I don't, I don't fear anything. Um, well, I'll give you a definition of fear that we're going to kind of use in this context today. A fear is a gripping emotional alarm caused by real or perceived impending hardship. Now, we all, we all go through these times. We all have circumstances um, come up in our life, and that has the potential to produce real fear um, and alarm in our life. Now, Jehoshaphat, he's a king, and this happens to him. God brings a circumstance along here. And his response is what I want, to, uh, I want us to kind of take away um, from this morning. Um, so we're going to begin reading. I'm going to skip through a bunch of verses, but we're going to be in chapter 20. I'm going to have a PowerPoint up on the screen. Um, so starting off in verse 20. After this, the Moabites and Ammonites, along with some of the Muonites, um, came to wage war against Jehoshaphat. Now, the key to pronouncing these Old Testament names is to just pronounce it with confidence and no one will question you. Um, so some people told Jehoshaphat, a vast army is coming against you um, from Edom, from the other side of the Dead Sea. Now, right, skipping down to verse 3. Now, here's our first principle, okay? Here's, here's how Jehoshaphat responds to this, all right? Here's our first principle. So in times, in times of distress, in times of hardship, 
If, if, for, if fear produces in your life, here is our first response to God is to seek help from the Lord. It's very simple. Um, I know in our, in our humanness, when, when hard things come, our tendency is to just immediately uh, try to fix things. Um, okay, this is, this is inconvenient for my life right now, so I'm just going to do what I can, just get through this, survive this day, and we kind of forget that we have a God who is in control of all things. So first principle, remember, seek the Lord. We see this in verse 3. Here's his response. He says, Alarmed, Jehoshaphat resolved to inquire of the Lord. He proclaimed a fast for all of Judah, for the people of Judah came together to seek help from the Lord. They came from every town in Judah to seek help. So that is our first principle in times of real fear. Now, we all go through these battles. So now Jehoshaphat is faced with a great battle. All of these armies are waging war against Jehoshaphat. And his first response wasn't to, um, okay, everyone, let's gather the army, uh, send out all of our troops, let's set up our defenses, let's, let's conquer this war, let's win this war. We don't see that he does that. We see his first response is uh, Jehoshaphat goes and he seeks help from the Lord. And that is a principle that we need to include in our life as these hard times come is to just stop and think, okay, this, uh, this fear is now producing in my life. I now have this hardship, but I'm going to seek the Lord through his word in that. So our second one, so first to seek help from the Lord, and the second is to focus on God's control. And here's what Jehoshaphat um, says in um, verses 5 through 6. He says, then Jehoshaphat stood up in the assembly of Judah and Jerusalem and at the temple of the Lord in the new courtyard and said, Lord, the God of our ancestors, are you not the God who is in heaven? You rule over all kingdoms of the nations. Power and might are in your hand and no one can withstand you. So here's what Jehoshaphat is doing. He is focusing and he's acknowledging that God is in control of the situation. From day one, when God brought the Israelites out of slavery all the way up to this point, Jehoshaphat is acknowledging and telling God, you have been in control up to this point. You are sovereign of all things. You alone are mighty. You alone are strong. So I'm not going to waver from that right now. So secondly, just focus on God's control. Now, every, anything that is going to happen in your life is not outside of the sovereignty of God. Everything that happens is within his sovereignty. Nothing is beyond him. Nothing is outside of him. So, number one, seek the Lord. Number two, focus on God's control. Number three, acknowledge God's sufficiency. Look at verses seven and nine, or seven through nine. Our God, did you not drive out the inhabitants of this land before um, your people Israel and give it forever to your descendants um, of Abraham, your friend? They came... They have lived in. Um, they have lived in and have built a sanctuary for your name, saying, "If calamity comes upon us, whether the sword of judgment or plague or famine, we we will stand in your presence before this temple that bears your name, and will cry out to you in distress, and you will save us." So here's what Jehoshaphat is doing. All right, he's reflecting and he's reminiscing on the past. Like I said, from day one. God has brought them out of slavery up to this point into the promised land. Now, that had nothing to do with the strength of the Israelites. It had all to do with God's sufficiency. Okay? So in times of trouble, when you, if there is a fear or a battle in your life, remember to acknowledge 
that God's blood, that Christ's blood is sufficient. It was sufficient for your salvation. His blood is sufficient to sustain you through every trial, through every sin, and every temptation. Remember to focus and to acknowledge his sufficiency in your life. All right, and number four, give the battle to the Lord. Skip all the way down to verse 15. Um, so they're, they're going on, and um, God comes to a prophet, and he tells the prophet to say this to Jehoshaphat and the people. It was verse 15. He said, listen, King Jehoshaphat. All right, listen, King Jehoshaphat and all the people who live in Judah and Jerusalem, this is what the Lord says to you. Do not be afraid or discouraged because of this vast army. For the battle is not yours, but God's. Now, here's what I mean by giving the battle over to the Lord. Now, I don't mean to, when hard times come along in your life, and I, I mean, just go sit down on your couch and say, all right, God, um, uh, this stinks, this is inconvenient, so I want you to, all right, it's yours, I'm going to give it to you, so you do with whatever I want. So, then this is what I mean by giving the battle over to the Lord. Instead of you being self-sufficient and self and independent, um, by giving the battle over to the Lord, you are placing your trust in him. This is what it means to give the battle over to the Lord, is to depend on him. It's not self-sufficiency, it's Christ-dependency. So that's what it looks like to give the battle over to the Lord, because in our own strength, what we try to do is when these battles, when these things happen in our life, we try to just immediately fix it. But no, depend on Christ. Depend on him. That is what it looks like to give the battle over to the Lord. And number five, battle your fear with worship. When was the last time that um, when something came along and your first instinct was just to, just to worship the Lord? I can honestly look back and the, t- the things that I've gone through, nothing what I did was a reflection of worship towards him. And here's what um, it says in verse 18 through 19. Jehoshaphat, or at this point, um, they said that you, in this battle, you don't even have to draw your sword. You don't even have to fight this, for the Lord is going to fight this battle for you. So that was great news for Jehoshaphat. And this is how he responds. Jeho- Jehoshaphat bowed down with his face to the ground. All the people of Judah and Jerusalem fell down in worship before the Lord. So in this time of great distress... Instead of just taking up defense, instead of just charging into the battle, they stop and fall on their knees and they worship the Lord. There's, There's great freedom in truly worshiping the Lord. And it's so easy to come here on Sundays. It's so easy to do that when everything is just dandy. But in times of distress, worshiping the Lord isn't one of the things that we think about immediately. So um, develop that principle in your life. So give the battle to the Lord. Battle your fear with worship. And number six, battle your fear with faith. And here's what it says in verse 20. Early in the morning, they left for the desert of Tekoa. Um, As they set out, Jehoshaphat stood and said, Listen to me, um, Judah and people of Jerusalem. Have faith in the Lord your God, and you will be upheld. Have faith in his prophets, and you will be successful. Now, here's what I mean by um, battling your fear with faith. Now, it's easy as Christians to kind of look at faith. Um, it's, it's a good word. We know we hear it all the time in church. 
It, it sounds nice. So we, we kind of understand that faith is just believing in something. Um, but we, we tend to look at faith as just something of the past. We were saved by grace through faith. We think, okay, I've already had faith. I've already placed my faith in Christ as my Savior. I no longer have to have faith now because I already have. Well, we forget to realize that faith is something that we live by. Here's how you define faith. Faith is a trust that produces obedience. Faith always acts on a word from God. Faith is not just knowing something to be true in God's word. It is acting on that. Now, on the other hand, faithlessness is a fear that produces disobedience. So to walk in faith is a trust in God's word that is going to produce obedience in your life. Faith always acts on a word from God, either in his word or either through his spirit. So if you're going to live by faith, if you're going to fight these battles with faith, one of the best positions, one of the best things that you can do is be obedient to his spirit and to his word. So battle your fear with worship. Battle your fear with faith. Number seven, battle your fear with thankfulness. Now, I honestly hate this one, to be honest. When when things go bad, um, I don't want to be grateful. My life has been inconvenienced right now. How am I going to be grateful for this right now. That is one of the hardest things is to be grateful when times are bad. But it is the easiest thing to give thanks to the Lord when we've been blessed. But when God brings us through these times and we develop fear in our life, it's so hard to be grateful. But God says to give thanks in all circumstances. He doesn't say give thanks in most. He says give thanks in all. And if you can develop this in your battles, in your everyday life, to be thankful no matter what, that is going to reduce the fear that you face. All right, so that's number seven. And number eight is just to, actually, let me read verse 21. Um, this is how they respond to God. Um, after um, consulting the people, Jehoshaphat appointed men to sing uh, to the Lord and to praise him um, for the splendor of his holiness. And as they went out, I'm the head of the army sing, or saying, give thanks to the Lord for his love endures forever. And it's so easy to give thanks to the Lord for his love endures forever when times are good. But when times are going bad, it's so hard to say, thank you, Lord. Your love endures forever. Number eight, and this is the, the last, this is the number eight, this is the last principle. This is your battle plan um, for the battles that you face in your life is to rest in God's deliverance. God's deliverance brings joy. God's deliverance brings peace. God's deliverance in your life brings satisfaction. If, if, you, if you are saved, if you are in Christ, you have already been delivered. Rest in that deliverance. If you're not saved, if you're not in Christ right now, your battle is for your soul. But today is the day that you can be delivered. If you are in Christ, you have been delivered from your sins. But you are going to face these battles. But you can rest in God's deliverance. It says in the Psalms, one of my favorite verses is, um, all fullness of joy is in your presence, O Lord. It doesn't say um, some, some joy is in your presence. But it says all fullness of joy is in your presence. Now, I don't know what battles that it is that you're facing. Um, it could be battles like... I mean, addictions in your life, uh, whether it be drugs, alcohol, pornography, lust. 
Now, I don't, I don't know what it is, but you know what it is right now that you are battling. The Lord says in his word to fear not. And I hope you will take these things, take these, take these principles, instill them into your heart. And what you will find is there is freedom in Christ. The gospel has already freed you. The gospel is free, but the gospel is also freeing. So here's what I'm going to give you guys a chance to do is um, the band, you, can, you guys can go ahead and come up. I'm going to wrap it up.